Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Bible Study, presented by Bishop James Long and sponsored by the United States Old Catholic Church. And now your host, Bishop James Long. everybody so now we are live everywhere and i want to thank all of you for being here on this um a beautiful sunday uh you know anytime you know we can get together and talk about christ that that's always for me that's always a good day uh so i appreciate um i appreciate you being here uh, we are not going to be covering uh, the sermon on the mount because we've already covered that in a, in a previous uh, bible study but i appreciate i do appreciate you asking about it uh what we do is we, we cover the readings uh for today's sunday mass Alrighty, and um, so I, I just want to give you a heads up on that. Now, before we go into our Bible study, and, I, and, and don't worry, I will. I promise you, I will. Uh, I'll tell you the readings that we'll be covering this uh, this evening, so you don't have to worry about that. I, I promise you, I'll give you that information. But we're, we're going to say hello to our the animals. Most certainly go to heaven. Matter of fact, Revelation talks about that there will be animals in heaven. So. Yep, Revelation even mentions it, uh, and um, so there we go. So let's bring in our good buddy, Miss Wilma. Hello, Miss Wilma. How are you? All right. How's everybody doing tonight? Hope you are doing well, Bishop Long. You know what? We're doing well. We're doing well, and I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here, too. All right, everybody. So let's... um, why don't we put you? Why don't you go ahead and put you on mute? Yeah, Miss Wilma will be with us uh, here tomorrow, and tomorrow is where we do open mic, and open mic is where we just goof off and have a good time, and Miss Wilma tells her marvelous jokes, her jokes, and um, and then we 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 just goof off. It's open mic on on tomorrow night at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You left out marvelous. Yeah, I, I must must be a must be a, 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 a I can't really hear that word you're saying there. Must be a distortion in my earpiece. So I'm so sorry. Um, but tomorrow, join us at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for open mic. Is that is that fair, Miss Moma? Yes, it is. All right, all right. Why don't you do us a favor and put that uh, put that phone on mute so that we won't get a feedback, and then we'll be with you in just a second. Okay. Thank you. All right, everybody. I want to remind you, before we get into uh, the, the meat and potatoes, everything, I do, yes, I do have plenty of these available. 
Uh, these are the St. Michael necklaces. I do have plenty of them. So if you would like to get yours, you can go to Bishop James Long, L-O-N-G dot com forward slash store. All right. And just scroll down. And you'll see it again. Bishop James Long dot com. And just click on the store link. That's all you got to do. Um, and uh, we would love to uh, you know, just send that out to you. And uh, I'll, I have some that I'll be sending out uh, tomorrow. So if you order yours tonight, uh, then I certainly can and will send that out uh, tomorrow. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll make sure that you get yours as quickly as I possibly can. Just go to Bishop James Long, L-O-N-G dot com, and click on the store link, okay? And there you are. I will make sure that you get yours. It's, it really is a beautiful necklace. I love it. I, I truly, it's it's not so big and, and sm- or it's too small. It's perfect. To me, I think it's a perfect size. So uh, I, think, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Bishop James Long, L-O-N-G dot com. Now, for those of you who are on, on TikTok or YouTube and Twitter, please understand, I will not be paying attention to trolls. Uh, so you're wasting your time. Uh, you're, you're, you will, you're totally wasting your time. You will not get my attention at all. As a matter of fact, on TikTok, you'll be, you'll be blocked. Uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, anybody who's going to troll, you'll just be blocked. Uh, I'm just not going to waste time on people who have nothing better to do uh, than to cause trouble and and um, because they just didn't get enough attention in the in, in the in the school ground you know in the playground, so we're just not we're we're adults here. We're, I'm not going to entertain trolls. I'm not going to entertain people who like to disrupt the Bible study. It ain't, it's just simply not going to happen. So uh, really, the only thing that you're going to unfortunately do is is make a. Uh, show a reflection of your of yourself if you're going to troll and be rude and disrespectful uh it's not cute it's not funny uh it's just actually people look at you and say boy that's pretty sad that you have nothing better to do on a sunday night than to harass clergy people and <laughs> who are learning about the bible but hey that's okay um yeah i well thank you very much billy i am uh, it is true it is true i am uh, i have decided to grow this beard out uh, i don't like a big I don't want to be a, a mountain man beard. It's going to be very, very similar to that. It's not going to be a, a people keep saying, you know, you should, you should grow it out, grow it out, grow it out. And I thought, well, all right, all right, let's, let's just try it. Uh, but I might go back to my goatee. Okay. I might. Um, well, actually, uh, so I, I'm, I just understand that. I understand that. Okay. Um, so, well, hello, hello, hello. And I appreciate all you guys being here. Thank you. Thank you for being here on this uh, beautiful Sunday night. So let me go ahead and tell you, um, I'm going to remind everybody, yes, I do shows on Friday. It's regarding the paranormal. Uh, Sundays and Wednesdays, I do not entertain paranormal questions at all, under no circumstance. Uh, This is strictly Bible study. And that is, uh, I think, that's fair. You know, Mondays and Fridays, we do live shows and people can ask about the paranormal or demonology questions. And that's fine, too. Uh, but on Sundays and Wednesdays, we really, truly are uh, focusing on the Bible study. Uh, yeah, and you're right. Uh, Nicholas says uh, trolls are, are themselves desperate for attention. Thus, any attention, positive or negative, is what they seek. And that's true. Absolutely. And so we just simply don't do it. Uh, we just don't have time for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, thank you there, Sean. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. very. It's very nice of you. Okay, folks, let's get into our Bible study for this evening, all right? And tonight, um, after the Bible study for the second hour, we're going to be talking a little bit about Catholicism, and I'm going to be giving just a, a few, like, terminologies and terms uh, that, that we use, uh, just to kind of teach people and um, go from there. 
on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays, uh, I'm, I am teaching uh, the Holy Trinity. And then after that, I'm going to be teaching about the, the Shroud of Torin. So we're going to be having a good conversation about that. Um, and uh, I do have actually a relic from that, and we'll talk about that later. But okay, so our first reading that we're going to be covering tonight is Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 66, verses 18 through 21. Okay? And it's great to see you guys. Thank you for being here. I, I appreciate that. Um, well, Revelation, keep in mind, uh, I, I actually recently just finished a six-month study here on Revelation, on, on, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on TikTok. Uh, six-month. I mean, it was I, we went through verse by verse, chapter to chapter for six months. Uh, and I realize some people may be just tuning in. Uh, you can always go to my Facebook page or my YouTube page, uh, and you can scroll through, just go down and go and just keep, you know, I don't know how you just scroll, keep scrolling down and you can catch up on the, um, it's Wednesday nights is when I taught on revelation. So it was a very, very detailed, very detailed study. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, if you go to Bishop James long, L O N G.com and just scroll down, you'll see where, uh, my, um, the social media links are. So I have that up for you. So just simply go to bishopjameslong.com, scroll down, and you'll see the Facebook and, of course, TikTok, and, uh, and then YouTube. And you can go to YouTube, and uh, you can just go to that, um, uh, to the profile. And it's on, it was on Wednesday night Bible study. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for the compliment. Uh, so Isaiah chapter 66, and we're going to be covering verses 18 through 21. All right. So moderators on TikTok, thank you. And for anyone who is offering gifts to the ministry, thank you for that as well on, on uh, TikTok. And for those of you who make a donation to the ministry, thank you. I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, right now, I, I'm working 27 active cases. 27. That's a lot. That is a whole lot. 27. And so... Um, it's it's a juggle. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of attention. There's a lot of need. Uh, there's a lot of demand on the time, and uh, there's a there are a lot of cases that need immediate attention. Uh, I, for those of you who don't know, I do not get paid. I do not charge for this ministry, and so that's why yes, I have a store because it, and the store raises maybe one hundred fifty two hundred dollars a month um, to get to someone's home. When you rent a car, hotel, it's fifteen hundred dollars. So you can kind of figure out, uh, do the math. That's, that's a $1,300 deficit that I have to come up with. So it's a lot. So um, anyway, please keep the ministry in your thoughts and prayers. Okay, so let's get into this. Isaiah 66, 18 through 21 moderators, thank you for being here on TikTok as well. It says here, I come to gather nations of every language. They shall come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them. For them I will send fugitives uh, to the nations, to Tarshish, Put, Lud, Mosok, Tubal, Javan, to the distant coastlands that have never heard of my fame or seen my glory. And they shall proclaim my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your brethren from all the nations as an offering to the Lord on horses and in chariots and carts, upon mules and dromedaries. That's camels. 
uh, to Jerusalem, my holy mountain, says the Lord, just as the Israelites bring their offering to the house of the Lord in clean vessels. Some of these I will take as priests and Levites, says the Lord. And if we were at Mass, of course, we would say uh, the word of the Lord. Okay, so let me just explain this, because I, like I like to break the verses down, but I also like to give you an update. Uh, what's going on here? What, what, what was happening during this, uh, during this, this passage when it was written? Um, you know what? I was suppo- You're right. I was supposed to do angels, wasn't I? Hmm. Yeah, see, I, I'm, just, I'm just so overwhelmed at the moment with, um, uh, with, with so many cases uh, that, uh, that, that just completely uh, skip. I will. I will do that. I promise you uh, I will do that next week. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, uh, you know what, I might, you know, I might do that. Hold on one second. I, I, I've done, I've done the study of angels, goodness gracious, uh, a, a million times. Let me, hold on, there's someone's asking about angels. And I might do the second hour on angels. Let me just check something very quickly. Just bear with me if you don't mind. Yeah, it just, the, the, there's so much, there's so much going on. Um. I was trying to spend time yesterday with, with Wilma, and it just, I couldn't, because it was just the, just the constant need. Um, all right. You know what? I might do a little bit of the angels tonight, because I did say I would do it. And, um, okay, we can do that. I think we can do that. All right. So let's get back into our study. So last week, uh, well, I, I, we'll see about archangels. Right now, Frank, I, I'm just, I, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty, I, I, I'm max to the limit right now. Um, I just, I'm at my, I'm at, I think I'm at the point where I just have to say, okay, I can't do anymore. Um, you know, there's just one person, and then, you know, there's the, the ministry is just, it's very busy, so. All right. Last week, uh, our Old Testament reading was uh, from the book of Jeremiah. And this week we back up some 90 years in history uh, to the year 694 B.C. And actually hear from the greatest of the prophets, Isaiah. Now, well, here's what's interesting. Uh, little is known about Isaiah, uh, as all of our information comes from his discourses. Now, according to Jewish tradition, he was actually of royal stock, which means he came from a wealthy family. And it is certain that he belonged to the tribe of Judah. And lived in Jerusalem. Now, he was married. He had two sons. Uh, he did not claim to be a, a prophet in the current sense of the word. Uh, but like many other prophets, he gathered around him a circle of friends and, and disciples who shared his views and were initiated into his plans. Now, today we hear from the last chapter of the book of Isaiah, as he tells of a time when foreigners will actually be at home in God's house. So let me break this down into verse so you can understand this reading. So it says, I come to gather nations of every language, and they shall come and see my glory. Now, this phrase is reminiscent of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 5. It, it could also refer to uh, an object of pilgrimage in the temple. 19 says, I will set a sign among them. Now, what is Isaiah saying, saying here? The sign centers on the survival of Jerusalem to become the object of the new exodus for the Jews, of the dispersion, and even for Gentiles. 
uh, from them, I will send fugitives to the nations, to Tarshish, and that's in southern Spain, uh, Pud and Lud, uh, which is in Africa, uh, Mosak, the location actually is unknown, uh, Tubal, which is near the Black Sea, and Javan, which is uh, Greek settlers in the Ionian Islands to the distant coastlands that have never heard of my fame or seen my glory, and they shall proclaim my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your brethren from all the nations as an offering to the Lord. It, you know, that's a sort of triumphal procession from all directions. And then it, we continue, we uh, finalize this and on horses and in chariots and carts upon mules and dromedaries. And again, that's camels. Uh, to Jerusalem, my holy mountain, says the Lord. Just as the Israelites bring their offering to the house of the Lord in clean vessels, some of these I will take as priests and Levites, says the Lord. Now, by the way, it's, it's not clear who the some are. Uh, when it, it, says, maybe it says some of these I will take as priests. Well, it's not really not clear who, who are the some. But Gentiles are included in the previous verse. And this is seen by many as a prophecy that someday the priesthood will not be solely Levitical, but will also include Gentiles. What I love about this, many passages in Scripture, this is where we're starting. We see inclusion. And I I truly, people miss this often, especially in the Old Testament, because they want to dismiss the Old Testament as, well, you know, it's not really... Uh, it doesn't speak to us today. Oh, it most certainly does. It most certainly does. Because even Isaiah, remember the Gentiles were not, they were the outcast. Uh, the chosen were, were, were the Jews. And the fact that Isaiah, who was a prophet and respected, talks about including the very people that were not seen as the chosen ones. And this is very important, especially with Christianity today. It's, we see a lot still today. We see a, l- a lot of church communities excluding groups of people because they don't fit in with the mold of what we feel is Christian or what some people feel as is, is appropriate. Uh, that's very dangerous. That's right. Someone asked me earlier on TikTok, they said, do you have friends uh, from other walks of faith? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love them all. I have friends that are atheist agnostics that are Muslim, that are Jewish, that uh, all, I mean, all walks of faith. Every one of us, we have a right to believe in what we wish to believe in. That is our right. I certainly have my faith, which is fundamental to me. And if someone ever some, says, hey, can you explain why you've come to, to, to love Christ? Absolutely. But it's not my job as a Christian to judge, condemn, or shove my faith down anybody's throat. That's not Christianity. Uh, and so... I think it's important for us to remember that every single person, every person that's walking the face of this earth is created in the image of God. Now, many people can reject that image, should they wish. They have the right, they have the free will to accept or reject. 
but it's our job to love them. Not condemn, because we don't have the authority to condemn, but to love. And the Old Testament certainly has a lot of beautiful, beautiful passages uh, that are most certainly, we can attribute those passages to our lives today. Psalm 91, Psalm 23. I mean, the Psalms are beautiful. Monday through Friday, we have what's called Compline, but it's night prayer. And uh, Monday through Friday, we do this at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on Spreaker, and we pray the Psalms. Uh, It's the same prayer that I prayed when I was studying in the Roman Catholic priesthood. And and it's it's a beautiful time to just reflect on God and reflect on the Psalms and to to pray communally. And I I strongly encourage you, if you wish— no matter whatever, whatever your journey is, your spiritual journey, I invite everybody to attend as long as we're just being respectful. Uh, that's the website there on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. It's Spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash night prayer. And night prayer is all one word. Okay? So Spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash night prayer. And that is, um, that is where we are Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, uh, Miss Wilma, do you have any uh, thoughts on this particular reading, on the first reading? Hey, yes, heaven is God's throne. God, God, he don't need or a fancy house or a fancy building to live in. The heaven is his throne and earth is his footsteps stool. You know, God did make everything, and I mean everything that we see. He brought it this far. He's not going to stop making things for us right now. He's not. And he's not going to, his words will never, ever change. Some people want to change his words in the Bible, but that's not going to change his mind or his words. Yes, he is our Heavenly Father all the way. All the way, as she says. All right. Yes. Uh, you know, I will say this. Um, I have noticed, and this is just my something that I've noticed, the people who claim at, to, to um, scream being inclusive, to be honest with you, by their actions, are some of the most excluding people that I've ever met. Uh, I have I have had especially lots of people on TikTok who attack Christians because they say Christians uh, shove Christianity down their throats. I have never once gone on anybody's live who has another faith other than mine. I have never went to their live. I've never insulted their faith. I have never insulted their journey. I've, I've just never done it. Never, never. But yet the very same people who attack Christianity, who say that Christians are always attacking them, they're the ones who actually are doing the things they claim Christians are doing. And I just find that rather uh, interesting, uh, just an interesting observation. Uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's something that um, I think we can all reflect on. Okay, our second reading, everybody, is uh, Hebrews. Okay, Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to cover verses 5 through 7 and 11 through 13. 
That's true. Yeah. Now, Nicholas says to quote Cardinal uh, Blaise, uh, a humble person doesn't need to tell you they're humble. Isn't that the truth? That's true. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 7 and 11 through 13. And, and again, uh, for those of you who are people, many people ask me as far as uh, the translation, which version of the Bible. It, folks, I, I, again, I encourage you. Uh, I wish they're not sponsors of the show. Uh, but the, the Blue Letter Bible, uh, the Blue Letter Bible app, it's fantastic. It's a free, it's a free app, and you can get the, the many different translations there, which is very good. It's one of my favorite apps that I have, so I encourage you uh, to consider uh, downloading that uh, Blue Letter Bible app and uh, check that out, and I think you will enjoy it. Because many people, while I am doing Bible study, you know, they open their Bibles, or uh, some people prefer to you know, use their iPads or, or a Microsoft uh, device, whatever it might be, or computer. But uh, that's, uh, that's a fantastic app if you have, um, if you have a, a device, a mobile device or iPad. Um, okay, if you have questions, now for those of you who are on uh, TikTok, if you have questions uh, regarding to the paranormal, please go ahead and put that on my Q&A uh, on the profile. Uh, and if you do that, I will address that. Please don't put it on TikTok. Don't send me a question on TikTok. I have over 12,000 messages on TikTok. I can't get to them. I just can't. So please uh, go to the Q&A on my profile, and then I promise you I will, I will get to your question. Okay? All right. Um, so uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 through 7. And uh, 11 through 13. So I'll give you a little bit of time to, uh, to uh, work through that. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's the million-dollar question. Uh, why did they kill uh, Jesus Christ? Well, I mean, they killed Christ because the Pharisees, they, they, were, uh, they were hypocrites. Uh, they... Uh, and also, to be honest with you, they were terrified. Uh, he, he was he was becoming. Uh, if you look at scripture, it talks about five. You know, feeding of the five thousand. I mean, the crowds were were getting to be rather uh, large, and the Pharisees were frightened. And and, and quite honestly, uh, he, the, the Romans were very aware that the Messiah that was always taught would ultimately overthrow the Roman Empire. And uh, at this time, many people were, you know, thinking, well, this person is the Messiah, that person is the Messiah. But Jesus certainly was, was performing miracles. I mean, just do, doing amazing and, and teaching things that were challenging, very challenging to the Pharisees. And truly making them look uh, at, like the hypocrites that they were. And they certainly didn't like that. Uh, but they felt threatened. They felt threatened by Christ because he, he spoke the truth. And they knew he spoke the truth. And they, they, they had to silence this. They completely silence it. Uh, but ultimately they did not. And we know, uh, we know without question that um, uh, as Christianity is today, they certainly didn't silence the voice. Nor do, will they ever. Nor will they ever. Yep, he told the truth. Um, okay. So again, everybody, let's get into our second reading. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 5 through 7, and, of course, um, 11 through 13. Now, people ask me, well, what about uh, Jesus Christ saying, uh, you know, he's the only way to salvation? Well, folks, I mean, look, I invite you, I invite you then 
to uh, look at um, uh, John chapter 14, verse 6. Uh, when, when Jesus does very clearly say, I am the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So again, uh, John chapter 14, verse 6. I invite, to, uh, I invite you to look up Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Acts chapter uh, 4, verse 12. Uh, and it says, I be- uh, Nor is there a salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men which we must be saved. And that's Acts chapter 4, verse 12. John chapter 3, verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We know this one. We know uh, John chapter 3, verse uh, 36. Uh, he who believes in the son has everlasting life. Uh, First, Timothy, um, First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there's one God, one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ, Jesus. First John chapter 5, verse 12. I can go on. Uh, but uh, that, that's just on the top of my head. Those are just some of the verses you can check out. Okay, uh, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 through 7 and 11 through 13. Let's get into this. You have forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as sons. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, he scourges. Every son he acknowledges, endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as sons. For what son is there whom the father does not discipline? At the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later it brings a peaceful right of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet, that what is lame may not be dislocated, but healed. And if we were at Mass, we would say the word of the Lord. Okay, so let me explain this. If you were here with us two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago we heard about the, the faith of Abraham uh, and a faith of hope and trust. It's an example of the theological faith that we should all have. And last week we began to hear how we are to, to live out that faith. Now our second reading um, last week, if you remember, it ended with, In your struggle against sin... You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. Do you remember that? And so today we're going to continue this lesson. So let me break this down so you can get an understanding of it. It says in 5, you have forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as sons. Uh, that is a quotation. Uh, is quoted from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 through 12. And it continues, my son, do not disdain, do not hate, is what they're saying, the discipline of the Lord. Uh, it's a positive and negative reinforcement, or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, he scourges. Every son acknowledges, endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as sons. For what son is there whom the Father does not discipline? Now, at the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later, it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet. That... What is lame may not be dislocated, but healed. So as you'll recall last week, the imagery was that of a race, uh, a running race, a competitive race. The imagery now changes from a race course to the familiar one uh, of the road of which people of God must journey. Look, uh, this is very 
If you look at the second reading today, it is absolutely very relevant to our modern world. We don't like discomfort. Uh, well, you know, we're, we're a society where you, uh, you know, we are bombarded with commercials and advertisements of being pampered, enjoying the lavish life, you know, not, not worrying, not struggling. Not, we are just inundated. And the act and the, the idea of accepting discipline as something that's good in a, in a today where it's all about me, it's all about meism iPhone, iPod, i this, i that. I mean, it's all about me. It's all about that. And, the, and discomfort is something that many people, many people stay away from. They, they push away. I mean, they don't like discomfort. They don't like discipline. A lot of people look at discipline as something negative. I don't, I don't agree with that. We all must have discipline. Every one of us. We must be disciplined disciples. That's very, very important. If you're not disciplined in your faith, then it's very tempting, especially in the modern world today, to fall into the trap of what we call cafeteria religion. Well, I'm going to take a little piece of this, a little piece of that, a little piece of that, but I'm going to put it all together. And before you know it, that's not Christianity. I mean, you are... You really are mingling in a lot of dangerous uh, actions and beliefs. And you have to be very, very careful about that. And that's what's being disciplined. That's what being disciplined means. Discipline also in your faith of, of prayer. We must be disciplined there. It, prayer is not something that you should dread. If you dread prayer, then my challenge for you is, is to learn what prayer is about. Remember, as I talked to you about this last week, if you have friends and you love them, you spend time with them. You may not see them every day, but you certainly, you certainly speak to them. You, you, either you call on the phone or you text them or you send an email, whatever it might be. You communicate that increases the bond that you have, that friendship that you have. This is the same thing we must do with God. We must continue to develop our relationship with God. And the way we do it is to spend time in prayer. Because when you don't, and you forget, just like in in our lives, we have friends, but if we stop talking to one another, if we stop reaching out to one another, if we just simply forget, then we become acquaintances. And then before you know it, you're really not even acquaintance. It's very, very easy to fall into that temptation sometimes of just always assuming that the strength the relationship you have with God will always be strong. I will tell you something. The devil loves nothing more, nothing more, than when you say, I just don't have time for God tonight. Don't fall into that temptation. And this is where spiritual discipline is necessary. 
And people ask me all the time, well, what about prayer? What about, uh, how, how, how do you pray? Well, certainly Jesus taught us to see our Father. But when you're talking to God, you're talking to your Father in heaven, our Father, then just speak to God. Just speak from your heart, whatever's on your mind. But as I said last week, one thing you cannot do, let's say you're having problems with financial issues. Okay, many of us, many of us are. I mean, I, I, I'm a Benedictine. I, I've taken a voluntary vow of celibacy. I've taken a voluntary vow of poverty. It, I understand going to God and saying, well, this is, this is going to be tough this month. But be very careful with going to God and saying, okay, God, I, I need your help. I have uh, these financial problems, and, 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 and uh, this is how you're going to help me. You're going to let me win the lottery. Well, are you praying to God, or are you dictating to God? Because if you go to God with, with an issue, and then you give him the solution to the issue, then do, do you, is it your perception that God is a magician and he's just going to wave the magic wand and say, there we go? No, 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 no. Disciplined, prayerful discipline is when you say, thy will be done in the Our Father. You understand that you can go to God about anything and God wants you to do that. But don't fall into the temptation of, okay, now here's my problem, and this is how you're going to fix it. Don't do that. Because God knows what is best. And spiritual discipline is understanding and knowing that. Okay? Uh, Ms. Wilma, what do, you have, uh, what do you have thoughts on this second reading? You know, God has everything prepared a way that is right in front of us. No matter what, we want to be strong while we run on the right path. And as we're running, always look toward Jesus. Think how Jesus lived on earth. He had bad people that did terrible, terrible things to him, but he continued to be strong. We belong to God's kingdom, and nobody ever can shake that. Remember one thing. God is like far. He destroys everything that is not good. No one ever, ever can hurt you. Yeah. And that's well said. Well said. Keep keep your faith in God. All right, everybody. So we're gonna go into our gospel reading, and that's Luke. All right, everybody, Luke chapter thirteen. And we're going to be covering verses 22 through 30. Luke chapter 13, uh, verses 22 through 30. And I do appreciate all of you being here. I am Bishop James Long with the United States Old Catholic Church. I invite you to, of course, go to the, uh, the church's website at usocc.org as well. So if you want to learn a little bit more about us, well, then there you go. Uh, the website is uh, there for you. And uh, we also, uh, uh, again... Go to the night prayer link. So if you're going to be going to night prayer Monday through Friday at 10 p.m., uh, if you just click on the prayer room link, uh, you can find the scripts that we use uh, for our compliment for our night prayer. I want to remind you also that if you have a special prayer petition, uh, go to usocc.org 
and click on the prayer room link. Now, on, on the very top of the page, you will see what's a virtual candle. And this is a beautiful website, just a beautiful website. It's free, of course. And, and you can go and, and you can light a virtual candle and put in your special prayer petition, whatever it might be. There are people from all over the world that go to this website and they pray for these special petitions. I believe in prayer. I have seen the miracle of prayer. I have seen it. I have seen the fruits, the results of prayer. I, I cannot deny this. So I truly believe that prayer works. And um, when anyone says, yeah, I I'll certainly will pray for you, never take that lightly. That's something that, that, that's, um, that's a deep honor when someone says, Bishop, I, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for your ministry. I'll pray for whatever it might be. And that's, uh, I, I, when I tell someone that I pray, we'll pray for them, I mean it. It's not just, okay, I'll pray for you, see you later. No, I, I'm quite sincere when I tell people that. And we should be. We should be. And you're very welcome. Thank you. Very, the, the, the site is um, USOCC, Aaron Grace, uh, USOCC.org. Okie doke. Doing great, Dale. Doing great. USOCC.org. Org, all righty. That is the, uh, the 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 website. Um, oh, I, I I like Stanley very well. Thank you, Michelle. All right, everybody. Luke chapter thirteen verses twenty two through thirty. Okay, Luke chapter thirteen verses twenty two through thirty. Uh, I understand, Laura. Uh, we we all need God, and I definitely understand. And and, and God is. You know, people oftentimes come to me and say, I just can't find God. I can't find him. And they get frustrated. And then I, I gently remind them, God is not the one that's lost. And they usually take a step back and think, hmm. Right, so I just, just always remember that. Okay. Uh, here we go. Let's get into this again. Uh, our gospel today is Luke chapter 13, verses 22 through 30. Okay, it says here, He, Jesus, passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Now, someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? And he answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He'll say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, what well, we ate and drink in your company and you taught in our streets. And then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south, recline at the table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. And if we were at Mass, we'd say the gospel of our Lord. Okay. Let me break this down for you and get, so you guys can get a better understanding of this particular reading. Um, so in this reading, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem uh, and his passion. 
Now, along the way, he taught with parables, performed miracles, uh, preached repentance. And this preaching, and, and, and by, the, this, by the way, I want to say something that's very important. There's a lot of people teaching universal salvation. This is a problem. Universal salvation says that no matter what you do, no matter what you do, whether you like it or not, you're, you're going to heaven. Period, dot, the end, that's it. You can do anything you want. You're going to go to heaven. Then there was no reason for John the Baptist to preach repentance. There was no reason, if that belief is true, that Jesus taught repent. Repentance is a big part of Jesus' ministry. So the idea that no matter what you do in this world, no matter what you do, there are no consequences. I don't believe that. I, I, first of all, it's not spiritual. It's not, it's not theological, and it's not biblical. Uh, Jesus talked many times of Gehenna. He talked many times that there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth, and people will be cast out. This was a, an important part of, of, of Jesus' message. Now, many people will use this to try to scare and frighten people, and unfortunately, a lot of pastors have done this, and, and that's a shame. Because this, it's, not about to, to, it's not supposed to be used to, to frighten people, to make you afraid of God. That's when you do a disservice. Because Jesus gives you, the, he tells you the answers to the test. So the test is not hard to understand, folks. It's not hard to pass. Jesus already told you the answers. Well, certainly, you can always pray. You can always pray for people. Always pray for people. So this preaching, repentance, and teaching accompanied by miracles caught the attention of those he came in contact with. The Pharisees became indignant uh, because he healed people on the Sabbath, which was a big no-no. You didn't do that. But others heard the clear message of repentance and wished to know that they must, what, what, what can we do to be saved? So let me break this down and get you an understanding of this. So it says, says he, he, Jesus, passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? You know, a lot of people think that saved is a Protestant idea. No. <laughs> Being saved in Catholic theology is the end result, seeing God face to face in heaven. It begins with faith and is the result of how that faith is lived out. One cannot earn your way into heaven. It's not like a paycheck. Uh, that is Pelagian heresy condemned by the Council of Carthage in AD uh, uh, 418. But one is required to allow God to work in their life, and that work is reflected in their actions. St. James said, faith without works is dead. You can call yourself a Christian all day long. Anybody can call yourself in. It's easy to call yourself a Christian. That's easy. But your work, your actions must reflect the statement of I am a Christian. Remember, I've told you Christian is a noun and a verb. It is not enough. It is not enough to say, I'm just a Christian. St. James would say, no, 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 no. Faith without works is dead. 
Uh, we don't we don't talk politics here, uh, uh, buddy. Uh, <clears throat> a Minera, uh, Minera FT man. Uh, we we we. I'd rather stay away from politics. We're we're focusing on the, on Bible study tonight. But thanks for the question. All right, and he answered them, "Strive to enter," and and so that that denotes strenuous exercise of muscle and power. So strive to enter through the narrow gate. So the implied contrast is between large city gates through which many people can pass at one time and um, one where everything is a single file in the, in the smaller gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter will not be strong enough. So Jesus is not declaring that many are doomed from the very start. That's not what Jesus is saying. Despite their persistent effort to be saved, which would be predestination in the Presbyterian sense, so 25 says, after the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then you will stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. And he will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. So in other words, many will, will seek entry too late. Uh, after the kingdom ha- has come, each one can and must strive now, today. Jesus must, must first recognize and love and thus impart justifying faith. Isaiah uh, chapter 63, verse 16. 26 says, and, and you will say, we ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Folks, casual eating and drinking with Jesus, that's not enough. One must share in his life, as symbolized by his table fellowship with the lowly. One cannot simply boast that they are acquainted with him and his message and their actions do not show it. 27, then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west and the north and south, will recline at the table in the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is now imaged by the eschatological banquet, the wedding feast, the lamb, in Revelation chapter uh, 21. Now, those who do not want to commit themselves to Christ in Christ's way find themselves on the outside, according to Jesus. And in graciousness, God opens the banquet to all people. These now form the reconstituted Israel in the New Jerusalem. However, you have to accept the invitation. Or... You can choose to decline. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. But, you know, this is interesting because Luke sounds his familiar theme of reversal. He loves those. Those who, are, who, tru- those who truly serve others by living out God's message in their faith will be served at the heavenly banquet. Now, <clears throat> notice that our gospel reading for today does not assure salvation. For all those who believe and who receives it, it is not known until they uh, appear at the door of the banquet. And this is why when asked, have you been saved? We can answer, I have been saved from the penalty of sin by Christ's death and resurrection. I am being saved from the power of sin by the indwelling spirit. I have the hope that I shall one day be saved from the very presence of sin when I go to be with God. And it is through the grace of Christ 
that I'm able to live out his life in me. A grace that is fortified every time I show love and compassion to all. Okay, Miss Wilma, what are your thoughts on this? You know, the door to heaven is narrow. God is that door. He wants all of us, his children, to be saved and come home. And, and he's we, always left that door open. He's all, and the invitation is always there. We just have to accept it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ms. Wilma, do, do you want to, uh, do you want to, I'll go ahead and head off for, for my, um, I'm going to do a homily and I can call you afterwards. Oh, okay. Hope everyone has a great night. I love all of you and God bless. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, Ms. Wilma. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was Miss Wilma. She's, you know what, she's great. Uh, Miss Wilma, let me, and I've talked about this before many times and then Miss Wilma's talked about it. Miss Wilma, uh, she has multiple sclerosis and uh, she has a pacemaker. And, you know, she struggles. She struggles. But, you know, one thing that I, I well, of course, I many things I love about Miss Wilma, but the fact that, you know, she comes on, on air, sometimes she doesn't feel the greatest. And I know when she's not feeling good. And there, there, have, been, there have been Mondays that she's come on, on, on open mic Mondays, where she really did not feel good at all. But yet she put that to the side, and she was telling her jokes and, you know, cutting up with me and, you know, us going back and forth and bantering and people laughing and smiling and telling us that they really needed it that day. You know, that's, that is beautiful work. And uh, that's why I truly, absolutely love Miss Wilma. She's, a, she's just a very special person, very, very special person. So she'll be here tomorrow, uh, God willing. The creek don't rise, as the old saying goes. She'll be here tomorrow uh, when we do Open Mic, uh, open mic Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, everybody, let's get into my homily, all right? You know, all of us, um, every one of us, I think we have bad memories. That's okay. Uh, That's what the letter to the Hebrews tells us today. You've forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. You know, we have forgotten what God has taught us. We forget it sometimes all the time. God wants to remind us of it. What is this all-important lesson? You know, the letter spells it out. Uh, Do not disdain, do not hate the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. In other words, every trial and tribulation that comes our way in life is either sent or permitted by God for our benefit. Nothing is outside his wise and loving plan. And I'm not saying God purposely causes your car to break down. That happens in life. And the main focus of that plan is to restore us to the fullness of life that sin disrupted. And this is what the last line means. So that what is lame may not be disjointed but healed. Folks, I I don't think I need to convince you or prove to you that we live in a fallen world. My goodness, all you have to do sometimes is check out some of the some of the comments on social media and on on, uh, on tick on TikTok when I go live. You'll know that we live in a fallen world. When clergy is just simply talking about God, 
and the uh, the things, the, some of the comments. But, and we know that we've been wounded by original sin. We've also been wounded by the sins of other people. And yeah, we've also been wounded by our own sins. All these wounds have made us into spiritual, sometimes, uh, challenges of life. We, we no longer experience the wisdom, joy, meaning that we were created to experience. But God has not given up on you. Through the sacrifice of his son on the cross, he has redeemed you and me. And now that we are redeemed, we need to rehabilitate from our spiritual injuries. We need to retrain our fallen nature to live the full abundant life that we long for. That training takes discipline. Trials and hardships, it takes going through the narrow gate. This is the lesson God is reminding us of today. God's wisdom and saving love are behind every hardship and trial that we face. And many people turn away from God because they have difficulties in life. Jesus never said that if you follow me, your life is going to be a bed of roses. He never said that. Just the opposite. Pick up your cross. Each one of you who follow Christ must pick up your own cross. You know, there's, a, there's little known example of this in the Old Testament. Uh, we all remember, uh, if you remember this, uh, the story of King David, uh, King David's battle uh, with the, the Philistine giant Goliath, right? Goliath was twice the size of the, the strongest Israelite warrior. And his challenge to settle the national conflict by one-on-one -on -one combat paralyzed King Saul and the entire army. No one had the courage to face him. Alone? Never. Things were looking grim for Israel. At the time, David was just a teenager. He wasn't even old enough to take part in the war. He had come along to help take care of his brother's armor and weapons. But when the rest of the warriors were cowering in fear... He offered to fight Goliath himself. Now, King Saul was so convinced by his determination and faith in God's power that he accepted the offer. Well, sure. Then, then young David then confronted Goliath, and we know, we know the story. He killed him, wearing no armor, with a sling and a few stones as his only weapon. Folks, certainly God had given him the victory, but not by magic. God's grace had prepared David for that critical moment. David himself explained to King Saul that because he was the youngest son in his family, his father would send him into the pastures to guard the sheep. So uh, in the cold nights uh, and the hot days, he wandered the wilderness looking after the flock. And when wild animals would attack the sheep, David could not run home for help. He had to fight them alone. Now imagine, imagine you're a 12-year-old boy facing up to a lion with a slingshot to protect his father's sheep. So imagine the fear, the anguish that he had to overcome in, in, in the encounters. That's the hardship that he had to face. 
again and again and again. But it was precisely through those experiences that God prepared David for his mission. God understands your hardship, and he's there with you every step of the way. Teaching and disciplining our souls, our training, uh, training us to love and serve him better and better. You know, um, well, oh, thank you there, uh, Jedi. So I uh, started a new career that is life-changing for my family. It's an incredibly difficult job, and the fear and anxiety of failing is overwhelming at times. Uh, you really need the reading. I understand that. You know, I do. Uh, don't, and I get that. Now, when I started working as a dean of a college, um, I thought to myself, boy, I mean, I can't, I can't, I'm not smart enough to do this. I mean, dean of a college, and then you have to do accreditation issues and all this. Don't allow that negative self-talk. Don't allow it to creep in. Squash it. Do, do not allow uh, the devil to creep in and, oh, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You won't be successful. You're just going to fail. No. Squash that. And know that you are. You are enough. You are strong enough. And do not give the devil a chance to work on you, as Scripture says. You know, the, 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 the author of the letter of the Hebrews uh, tells us exactly how to apply this to our lives. He writes, Endure your trials as discipline. Strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees, that what is lame may be, uh, not be disjointed but healed. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? That what is lame may not be disjointed but healed. When God permits trials in our lives, our first reaction is often to get discouraged, to let our hands droop and our knees go weak. In other words, stop doing God's will. To say to ourselves that Christ's gate is too narrow, this path is too steep, there are too many rules. I've heard this so many times. I've heard this so many times from people who've turned away from Christ. You, thou shall not do this. Thou shall not do that. It's all control. It's all control. Now, and then they're, they're trying to convince people, you can be a Satanist. Because Satanists, we don't have all those rules. Everything's good. It's all about you. You don't have all that. The thou shalt not do, thou shalt not do. So we relax our standards. Sometimes we give into laziness and mediocrity. In our normal responsibilities, we, whether in family or work, school, communities. But it's precisely then, in moments of trial, when fulfilling God's will is hard, that our fallen nature can be raised up. That we can really make progress on the road to wisdom, true happiness, and holiness. You know, it's in those times of difficulty, therefore, that we have to turn to God. Ask for God's help. And then gather all of our courage and strengthen those drooping hands and weak knees. You know, most of the time we know exactly what God wants us to do. He wants us to live the ordinary duties of life with extraordinary care and love, just as Mary and Jesus did in Nazareth 
for 30 years. This is every Christian's primary offering to God. This is how we become. This is how we become channels through which God pours his saving grace into this dying world. Brighten lanterns of hope in a world darkened by selfishnesses and greed. Jesus knows that we can't do it alone, which is why he will come again. He comes every day, every minute. Jesus is there for us. And we have to do our part. And I promise you, he will do his. When you are troubled, when you are stressed, when you are overwhelmed, do not give in to temptation of thinking you can't handle it, thinking that it's too much, thinking that God is not there. God is You know, one of my all-time favorite songs, uh, no question about it, uh, I think is probably one, if not my favorite, it's You Will Never Walk Alone. And when I'm overwhelmed, uh, when I have case after case after case after case, and it's it's heaviness, and people are begging, begging, please, come, get here, and I, I can't, I haven't won the lottery. And I feel I'm overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed. And on days I'm thinking this is too much. It's too much. That's when I will turn on. You will never walk alone. And the the lyrics are beautiful. Uh, When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high. Don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of a storm, there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart. And you'll never walk alone. You will never walk alone. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart. And you will never walk alone. You will never walk alone. So perhaps if there's a particular song that you love that that lifts your spirit when you get overwhelmed, when you start thinking, this is too much, this is too much, I can't do it. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Without God's help, we can't. I have found in life every single time I get overwhelmed every single time the troubles weigh down so heavy and the weight on the chest is so heavy. I have found every time that when I go to God and I say, I can't do this, I can't do this anymore, and I take that weight and I place it at his feet, I'm sorry. I'm not saying I'm going to walk away from it but I need help. I've always found that God answers. Some way, either through a phone call, someone will call me out of the blue, hey, Bishop, do you need some help here? Or do you need some help here? Or, hey, we can do this. I've always found. And, and, and people talk about, do miracles happen every day? Every single day they happen. Every day. 
But sometimes when we think of miracles, we think of trumpets blaring and angels saying, hey, this is a miracle. And, and no, no, many times when miracles happen in our lives, it's through God's whisper. And we have to listen. And we have to pay attention. So next time when you're down, next time when you're overwhelmed, next time when you're depressed, next time when you're lonely, next time when you're thinking you can't keep, can't, can't push, can't keep going on, and, and you go to God, and I need help, I need help, I need help. Just pay attention. Pay attention to someone reaching out to you. That's God. Pay attention to someone sending you a text. Are you okay? Pay attention to someone sending you an email, just checking on you. That's God. It's not a coincidence. You ask for help, and that's God's way of saying, here I am. That's why when God places something in your heart to help others, then do it. Trust in that call. And I promise you, God will never let you down. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Yeah, uh, Liverpool is a great version. Of course, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Elvis. I love Elvis. So I, I um, well, you know what, uh, Aaron Grace, you have family now. So welcome to our family. And, you know, I'm not, this is not a, and I truly mean that. I'm not, it's not, it's not a generic thing. I, I truly mean that. Well, that, that's because I have an air. That's because my the reason is the curtain moves is because my chair is very close uh, to the curtain and sometimes it hits it. So that's that. That's why. But yeah, it's there's no one behind. There's no ghosts there. There's nothing there. So you don't have to worry about that. It's just sometimes to see that. See, so debunked paranormal activity debunked right here live on screen. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, uh, I appreciate you asking that question, Jordan. Yes, I, I actually will be at one uh, conference this year, uh, and I want to inv- uh, invite all of you to this. I don't know how many tickets they have available. I have no idea. Uh, but um, I would love to meet you guys. So if you are going to be available, uh, well, thank you very much, Roseanne. Um, October 7th through the 9th. October 7th through the 9th. Uh, I'm going to be at the, it's called Upstate Spirit Conference. That's the name of it. All right. Upstate Spirit Conference. It's at the Belmont Inn in Abbeville, South Carolina. So I will be there along with some other great folks. I will be giving a presentation on demonology at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time there. Uh, so you can uh, watch the presentation. I will have several really interesting things with me. Um, you'll just have to wait. And uh, if you, you know, yeah, well, there, there's a little a small uh, um, portable AC it's on the as well. But uh, Upstate Spirit Conference is the name. Uh, October 7th through the 9th. And again, it's at the uh, the Belmont Inn in Abbeville, South Carolina. Now, I, I don't have right now, I'm not scheduled. Now, if, if there's somebody who wants me to uh, uh, to uh, go to their conference, if you know somebody who's having a conference, uh, they can contact me. Uh, and uh, there's a phone number on the website, uh, and they can contact me via that phone number. Uh, it's as soon as you go to bishopjameslong.com, it'll say if, you know if you're if you're doing a fundraiser or not a fundraiser if you're doing a conference or a fundraiser or whatever, uh, just call that number, and then um, 
we'll get to you. I have several cases in Florida uh, right now. I'm not planning. That, that's the only conference that I'm planning to be in um, this year. Now, that, that, might, uh, that might change. Uh, Kane, I would love to. I, I truly would love to. Uh, um, I, I'd love to baptize your, your, your son. Uh, I truly would. The problem is, you know, obviously, uh, I, I, I struggle just, you know, getting to people's homes who are really desperately needing my assistance and because I don't charge, it, it's, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a good policy to have, but it's not easy at all. Uh, so if there was a way for me to get to Florida and the expenses and all that stuff, we can certainly talk about that. Okay. Um, well, thank you. Well, thank you, Raymond. I appreciate that. Raymond says, as many people as Bishop Long... To reach out to him. He makes it a point to always respond. He has taken the time to respond to me. It means so much. Well, thank you, Raymond. I try. I, I, I try. That's why uh, on TikTok, folks, please, um, uh, if you um, if you want to reach out to me, uh, if you have a question, don't send it to the, the message. Just go to the Q&A on my profile, okay? And then I promise I'll, I'll get to them. But that's the best way to reach out to me on TikTok. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Bishop James Long. Uh, so there we go. Uh, do you have any videos of uh, spirituality? Uh, um, need guidance? Well, uh, I, I I don't have uh, any books that I have written on spirituality. Um, when you say you need guidance, Diana, it seems like a lot of you uh, have questions regarding spirituality. I, I, I mean, I, I could teach about the angels, but it seems like there's a lot of questions uh, regarding faith and the Bible, and that's okay. That's good. I, I, we can certainly do that if you guys have questions that uh, perhaps maybe I can try to answer. But it does seem like there's a lot of questions. Yeah, Mother Teresa, of course. Uh, that's a good that's, that, Thank you, Jody. Yeah, Mother Teresa would be a great, uh, uh, a great uh, person. Also, uh, one of my instructors when I was in the seminary, brilliant brilliant uh, theologian and philosopher. Uh, I mean, this man is just unbelievable. And he was recently uh, consecrated to the Episcopacy in the Roman Catholic Church is uh, Bishop Robert Barron. And he was one of my instructors there at, uh, at the university. And so I, I tell you, uh, he's, he's brilliant. I mean, th- that I would encourage anybody uh, to read any, and he has a lot. Um, he has a, actually a segment, or a, a pr- pretty large collection called Word on Fire. Uh, I think the Word on Fire, Word on Fire, it's it just very, very popular. Uh, he's highly known within the theological circles, um, and he is just, boy, I tell you what, when I tell you he is a brilliant thinker, I mean it. Uh, he is, uh, it was an honor to be taught by him. And, um, yeah, boy, he was a deep, a deep thinker. So, uh, Robert, Bob, but, um, Robert Barron, uh, Bishop Robert Barron. And I strongly encourage you to, uh, to, to check out his, uh, information. He had lots of YouTube videos. Uh, he's been on, he's been on all kinds of, um, media. Uh, a lot of people try to uh, interview him. Uh, he's just a smart guy. So I would encourage you to go to YouTube and just type in Bishop Robert Barron, and you'll have lots and lots. Yeah, uh, unforgivable sin, when you're talking about the, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, 
So that is something that is uh, quite serious. That is, in, in the Catholic Church, we have what is called venial sin and mortal sin. And mortal sin removes you from the grace of God. It is a purposeful removal. I mean, it, it, that is, yeah, you can lose your salvation over mortal sins. Now, uh, through the sacrament of reconciliation, it certainly establishes uh, the grace of God there. And uh, I, when I say blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, a lot of that is occurring. A lot of that is occurring today. Uh, blaspheming God. That uh, is certainly uh, something that happens far too often, and people are not realizing that it's not a joke. And it's not, and but people do. Uh, you know, I would say, um, Cain, I, I, would, I would tell you, I think you should probably go to YouTube. And go to YouTube and just type in um, Bishop Robert Barron, and you're going to have lots of, lots of information, lots of videos there. Uh, through the Sacrament of Reconciliation, Adam. Yeah, that, that's uh, through the Sacrament of Reconciliation. See, in the, in the Church, in the Catholic Church, um, we, you know, we, we celebrate the seven sacraments. Um, hello there, uh, Megan, and hello to all you guys. Yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, we have the, sa- sa- whole, the, the seven sacraments. Well, in, in, the, in the, the Catholic Church teaches that is a mortal sin and that you must uh, have the sacrament of reconciliation. Uh, the seven sacraments are uh, baptism, confirmation, Eucharist, reconciliation, anointing of the sick, uh, which actually used to be called uh, last rites or extreme unction, uh, matrimony, and holy orders. So those are the seven sacraments of the Roman Catholic, oh, the Roman Catholic Church, and even the Old Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not really for sure what's uh, the people are saying is lagging, but I, I, it, it, I have uh, 400 megabytes of uh, internet speed, so I, I pay extra just so that it won't do that. So I, I don't really, I don't know. It might be a might be a TikTok issue. I'm not really for sure. Okay, good, excellent, excellent. Um, all right. Do you have any other questions? Well, gosh, it's already nine seventeen. Do you have any other questions, or are we going to? Uh, I think what I'm going to do, since I failed miserably uh, in uh, preparing the angel, um, the seven, the, the seven, the archangel, seven archangels, Mekopa, Mekopa, Mekopa. So um, I ask uh, for your forgiveness. And I will promise you I will do that next week. I'm going to put a note. I will put a note on here, seven archangels next week. I, I, will, not, uh, I will not forget. I will not forget. Uh, all right. What's the name again? Uh, a, a Bishop uh, Robert Barron. I think that's what you're asking, Bishop Robert Barron. Oh, thank you, Daniel. That's very nice of you. I really appreciate that. Um, yep. Yep, Cain. We can certainly uh, we can certainly pray before we uh, before we head out tonight. Because I know a lot of you are, are are in in pain. A lot of you right now are needing uh, prayers of healing. And so, yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do that. Uh, we'll do a couple prayers before uh, we end uh, the segment for tonight. Oh, you have had a lot of storms in Ohio. Well, certainly, yeah. I tell you what, it's it's um, it's gotten crazy these storms. Uh, and I, I'm in Kentucky. 
And recently we had a horrible, just a horrible, horrible, um, uh, terrible storm and, and flooding. And it was a very, very bad. I certainly will, William. Yeah. I certainly will. Well, uh, Jordan, uh, you, Jordan, why don't you send me a message, Jordan, on, uh, on YouTube? Send me a message on Facebook. Will you do that? And, uh, but make sure you send it to my Facebook, um, and then I can talk to you there. I'll be happy to do that. So here is my Facebook address, Jordan. There it is there on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, you can see it. That is my URL. Make sure you go to that one because I have several accounts for the church and the Benedictines, and people get confused. Uh, it's the only one that has that cartoon-looking picture thing of me. So, um, well, uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Corey, and, and, and uh, uh, may the Lord uh, bless you, and may his face shine upon you as well, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, just send me. I, I, yeah, send me a, just. Yeah, Raymond, send me a, a question. We'll we'll discuss that privately. Now, I don't want to talk about people's spiritual direction or confession publicly. I'd, I'd rather that's a that's a private conversation. So, uh, Raymond, if you would just send me a message there on the same account, that would be that would be fantastic. Um. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I would appreciate that. I know I I I, I know I, I should I uh, should have done the 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 archangels, but I just my mind and so my bad, my bad. Uh, I promise you I I'll I'll do better. I'll do better. Okay. Oh my goodness, 100 last weekend. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. That is pretty, it is terrible. Um, yeah, the, it is. It is, it, it's, it, it, it's not a good thing. It's certainly not a good thing. Okay. So let's, I'm going to go ahead and uh, why don't we do that? Well, the priest and a bishop, um, the main difference between a priest and a bishop really is, is the responsibility of a priest is to perform religious practices and rituals during events uh, that, that are associated with religious institutions, obviously. And on the other hand, the responsibility of the bishop is to hold the authority and oversee the practices of the religious institutions. Um, and, of course, uh, of course, there's other, I mean, not to get into deep theological differences because they had to just confuse people. Uh, but only bishops can administer the uh, the sacrament of holy orders, uh, by which, um, you know, in the old Catholic Church, uh, people are ordained as, as priests and bishops and deacons. So, okay, um, let's let's do the uh, prayer because someone asked uh, some prayers, and that would be okay. Uh, a couple of weeks, I'll I'll do uh, some beer and mustache color to the church. <laughs> yeah, well, when it comes in, actually, when it comes in there, Sean, it's it's going to get a little darker. So don't you worry about that, pal. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what, uh, it's it, it it'll uh, it'll come in here very very uh, very soon. So let's pray, and then we're going to head out. And I'm going to check on Miss Wilma. So let's pray, everybody. Um, 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We praise St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle, to be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the earth, seeking the ruin of souls. And we pray, Raphael, of the glorious seven who stand before the throne of him who lives and reigns, angel of health, the Lord has filled thy hand with the balm of from heaven to soothe and cure our pain. Heal and console the victims of disease and guide our steps when doubtful of our ways. Holy Raphael, we entreat thee to help us in all of our needs and in all the trials of this life. And since thou art the physician of God, I pray thee to heal my soul and all our souls of its many infirmities and our bodies of the ills that afflict it. If this favor be for our greater good. We plead for angelic purity that we may be fit to be the living temple of the Holy Spirit. And we pray finally, O glorious Saint Benedict, sublime model of all virtues, pure vessel of God's grace, behold us. Humbly kneeling at thy feet, we implore thy loving heart to pray for us before the throne of God. To thee we have recourse in all the dangers which daily surround us. Shield us against our enemies. Inspire us to imitate thee in all things. May thy blessing be with us always, so that we may shun whatever God forbids and avoid the occasion of sin. Graciously obtain for us from God those favors and graces of which we stand so much in need. In the trials, miseries, and afflictions of life, thy heart was always so full of love, compassion, mercy towards those who were afflicted or troubled in any way. Thou didst never dismissed without consolation and assistance anyone who had recourse to thee. We therefore invoke thy powerful intercession in the confident hope that thou wilt hear our prayers and obtain for us the special grace and favor we earnestly implore. We implore it to be for the greater glory of God and the welfare of our souls. Help us, O great Saint Benedict, to live and die as faithful children of God, to be ever submissive to his holy will and attain the eternal happiness of heaven. Amen. Okay. And there we go. And we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, my friends, on um, those of you who are on uh, Spreaker, I'm going to say good night to you guys. Like.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.